Greetings and salutations, you kinky fucks. Welcome back for episode 95 of Kinks with Kiki. Oh, I feel like it's been a really, really long time since I have talked to you guys. It's been about a month at this point, probably a little over, so maybe around five weeks, but I'm back. I needed, you know, a mental break. It was a lot going on. I was busy. And yeah, I needed, I needed a minute to just get myself together and breathe and relax. So now that I've done all those things, we're going to jump right back into Kinks with Kiki, starting with S&M, aka Song and Mood of the Week. It is going to be Wait For You by Future featuring Drake and Tim's. All right, so we are officially in summer, good people. It is now July. No longer have to worry about kind of cold weather. We are officially in the peak of summer. And I chose Wait For You by Future because Future and Drake, if they're gonna, they're not gonna do something, if they don't do anything else, they're gonna have a summer bop. This is a good summer bop. Like it is, it's a good mood. I can see myself driving to it with the windows down, like on one of those breezy nights, like eight, where it's not really dark, but it's not really, you know, light out anymore either. That's the mood and the vibe that comes to mind when I think of Wait For You by Future, because I am trying to have a fantastic summer. It is starting out very interesting already, but that's the mood, that flow of that song and that vibe of that song is literally what I am trying to embody for the remainder of summer. Y'all know I live in New York. Summer is very, very short. It will be cold by October. Maybe. What I'm saying is, you know, I'm a Southerner. It's not really cold, considered cold until like the end of November. So for it to get a little chilly, quote unquote, by my birthday, which is in October, I'll be 35. I'm excited. Uh, I got to enjoy. So that song embodies my mood for the entire summer. So not even for the week. Let's just know this is the one for the summer. I'm going to continue with S&M, of course, for the duration. But just know that song there, Wait For You by Future, is definitely my mood for the summer. So S&M, a.k.a., once again, Song and Mood of the Week, is going to be Wait For You by Future, featuring Drake and Tim's, who I love so much. I love Tim. She's amazing. All right. I feel like it's been such a long time since I've talked to you good people. So I'm just going to give you like a little brief update on, you know, what's going on in my life currently. I, you know, I'm working. We are officially back in summer season with work, so there are a lot more work outings there are more things to do um people are going to bars more with the job like we had a great outing because you know guys i work in brooklyn and we did an office outing to coney where we were able to sit in one of the boardwalk restaurants and enjoy like it was 
They have wristbands where you can get unlimited liquor. And I didn't get a wristband because y'all know I can't drink. And why am I going to waste the wristband when I can only do two drinks without passing out? So I didn't get a wristband and I was in line to get a drink. And my friends who had wristbands were like, no, girl, we're going to get your drinks. And they were like bringing like four drinks back to the table at once. I was only allowed three drinks. I can't believe I actually got the third Uh, the permission for the third, but I did. And it was a good time. I loved it. I love my coworkers. I love my job. I feel like I say that to y'all a lot whenever I talk about work, but I do. And I had such a good time on Coney Island um, in the last couple of weeks. So what else is new in my life other than me being hyped as hell that is summer and that work is, you know, going great. Uh, I did want to talk about like the last episode you guys know I did was called Breaking Up Isn't Hard to Do or Ain't Hard to Do. I can't remember which one I said, but it really isn't all that hard to do. Um, and I talked about like, you know, being in a, a BDSM or a lifestyle dynamic and how if you're of the lifestyle, it changes you. It changes your perspective on what you want in dynamics, what you want in that relationship because a dynamic really is a partnership to a degree it's not life partners well my situation I mean you know situations I've known but I know it can be a life partner situation but it's a partnership nonetheless and it changes you and it changes how you view dynamics and how you maneuver in dynamics and you know me being back adding a tab to weekly with Kiki being back in a dynamic uh this go around, I have to say that I had to get silent. Sorry, guys. But this go around, uh, I'm definitely going into it um, a lot more differently than I would have probably gone into it three years ago. And said person who's in this dynamic with me is also changed and grown just like I have so we both look at dynamics in the lifestyle DSMS whichever you identify DDOG you know um we both look at them from a different viewpoint of having you know just growth as we've both embodied the lifestyle as a part of our lives so it's refreshing to see someone who's also consistently learning and growing as I am too um so it's, it's, it's not weird being back in a dynamic. It's just, it's been a long time since I've officially been able to say this is like a solidified dynamic. So it's been interesting. I am thoroughly enjoying the ride. Uh, the communication is great, you know, but no situation is without its kinks. And I do not mean that the way you think I mean it. No drum in the background. No did it. Not at all. I'm legit meaning, you know, with any situation, relationship, dynamic, there, you know, there are going to be some kinks that you have to work out and some things that you have to move, you know, through to get to a better place in your dynamic. And a lot of the kinks that we're having, um, 
we are able to conquer with accurate communication where he has an understanding and I also have an understanding and we reach a resolution. But a lot of the kinks that, you know, have occurred is, has a lot to do with my past trauma in BDSM and in dynamics. So I can't say that, you know, it's definitely not all me, but a lot of it is me because I am trying to maneuver and go at this with the things that I've learned and the mindset I have now versus what I had back then. And it's been, you know, not detrimental, but it's been a little, it's been a little, a little bit of a challenge with some things because I'm very, I'm easily triggered. So something that'll trigger a past memory will come to the forefront. Again, this isn't something that is being taken out on him. However, it is something I've voiced. I'm like, this is something, you know, it triggers me sometimes because it brings back X, Y, and Z memories when whatever was taking place was taking place and he thankfully understands and is patient to an extent with me I don't know how long that patience is going to last but I appreciate him nonetheless for even being patient with me because I do have some things that I'm still trying to not ensure that I'm over but some things I'm kind of waiting to see how things fall not in a bad way, but just see how they unfold to see if like my hesitation and my reservations are justified, I guess. I'm not saying that I'm trying, waiting for him to prove me wrong. That's absolutely not the case because I genuinely don't think he would prove me wrong because there's a lot of growth and a lot of, you know, change and maturity and people and us and me and him. So I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm just waiting to see how things unfold. My reservations and my walls, they're a little, they're a little, they're a little concrete and they're a little thick. Like, and I'm working on it, but hopefully he has patience as much as patience as he can have with me. So, yeah. Uh, last thing, not last thing, thing before last. I don't know when their podcast is coming out, this episode that I did. So I did a podcast uh, over the course of me being on my hiatus. I was a guest on a podcast. I don't want to say it too soon because I don't know if they want it to be a surprise. But let me, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to say I was a guest on a podcast. And we had an amazing time. It was dope it was it was a good time um they haven't released any episodes as of yet so I'm not gonna say anything but I was a guest on this podcast I'll talk more about it um in detail when they actually released the episode it was two episodes worth of conversation it was great conversation it was a great time I just want to say shout out to them once it comes out, of course, I'll talk about it and I'll shout the actual pod, their name and all their info out as well. They were amazing hosts. Uh, I got a great drink. I think I got, I'm horrible. It was a Manhattan. Yes, because I love a Manhattan and I love an old fashioned. And they asked me like my favorite drink and I told them I like whiskey. So I'm always going to take whatever you give me. I love a whiskey sour. Ooh, amaretto. But 
So they, you know, they gave me my favorite drink. They gave me little gifts. If you've seen this shirt, I put it on Instagram. It says kinky for the culture. Shout out to them. I'll go into detail again about this on another episode when they actually release so I can tell you all their info. But just shout out to them for being hospitable and great host and a really, really fun time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So last thing, I had a fire ass threesome. (laughs) Like I tweeted and you have to follow me. If you really want to get to know me outside of like hearing me laugh on my pod twice a month, my Twitter is literally where all of my thoughts go. Instagram be trying to get me up out of here. So when you want to see some wild shit or me actually being a human and not someone behind the IG page, you got to come on over to Twitter. Come on over to death row. Okay. Come over, come over to hell. It's fine. It's fine over here. The water's fine. Um, and I tweeted, had a threesome. It was great. That's it. Like that was it. Literally, that's the tweet. It was fucking phenomenal. So I was not expecting this to happen, but I had a feeling it was going to happen sooner than I thought. So what I mean by I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting it to happen so soon. However, you guys know I am in a DS dynamic again. So when daddy brings this person to my attention, I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm getting to know them because I am very, very adamant about threesome etiquette, which I will do an episode on threesome etiquette, but I'm very big on threesome etiquette. And it's important for all parties to know each other. Like, I don't think it's too comfortable. And I can attest because I'm a woman. I don't think it's too comfortable with two women who've never met each other, who've never had a conversation come together sexually without even knowing how each other's quirks or what they're even into before even having that conversation for the sake of pleasing some man and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way but I do mean all disrespect (laughs) like I'm not having sex with this stranger who I just learned her name 30 seconds ago because it would make you happy you know the good sis I don't so I just think it's important to get to know a person if you're going to share genitals or, you know, body fluids. I think it's just important to get to know them a little before you do that. So she and I had the opportunity to do that. We really hit it off. I love her already. Like great conversationalist, like a delight in person, even funnier and even better in person. Like her texts do not like ex- just exemplify her personality at all she is literally a ball of sunshine and that's coming from me (laughs) who everyone says is this light fluffy cheery bubbly ball of sunshine this is coming from me so if I'm saying that you know but she and I hit it off not only you know we can hold a conversation we have a great chemistry friendship chemistry and a great sexual chemistry as well and I'm just like But I had a threesome, guys. I've been wanting a threesome for so long. It has literally been like four years since I've had my last threesome. So mama mama needed her fix, okay? And you guys don't know me in a sexual setting or threesome setting, but 
to the two of them, they knew exactly what I meant when I said I needed my fix. So that was fun. Uh, really fun. Kind of almost tiny bit, almost put it on my, uh, <laughs> on my, my close friends on IG, but IG be watching me. I think they're trying to get me out of here. So if I post anything wild and you guys know I haven't posted anything wild in my close friends, it's only like 15 people, maybe 17 max close friends in my close friends. And these are literally all people I physically have met and know personally have hung out with their my friends or it's people that I've built relationships with via online who are also fellow podcasters so these are people that know me that I trust and they know what type of time I'm on and I don't have to worry about nobody screenshotting it and putting it on Twitter or wilding out so that's why my close friend stays literally just that my close friends Uh, maybe I'll open it up one day maybe not but it almost got put on IG on my close friends but I was scared because I was like if I put the minute they see somebody ass on my IG it's a wrap I'm suspended throw the whole thing away (laughs) like so I gotta be mindful but it almost almost a picture almost made it to IG maybe it will close friends maybe I'll you know give them the full blast if daddy allows and maybe I'll fade out one for the people that like, we'll see. I don't know. But yeah, so the last highlight of the last, you know, four weeks for me or five weeks is work was dope. Always. I've been a little sick. That's no biggie. I had a bomb ass, amazing ass threesome. Cause you know, I love women so much. I really, I am manifesting this all woman threesome I needed in my life I want to just be in the middle of a beautiful woman sandwich so (laughs) I'm not gonna you know what I'm gonna save this for when I actually do the threesome episode so going forward this week we are going to talk about something I can't believe I haven't talked about and I can't believe that it's put just being put on my radar by listeners now so this week we are going to talk about hentai i feel like i haven't delved as deep as i should into just sex and kink and everything and i'm gonna the time that i do have off in between i'm gonna really take my time and start doing research on kinks i'm not aware of continue to do research and like bring them to the forefront. And I feel like I haven't heard many podcasts talk about hentai, but I also don't listen to a lot of sex podcasts because I try not to stifle my own inspiration. And I know that can happen. And then all of our episodes will glum together because everybody's talking about the same thing. So I try to not do that, but we're going to talk about hentai. So The idea of doing an episode on hentai was brought to me by someone who knows about me and me watching anime. It's not something I talk about a lot because I've said it before. I've said it on the podcast. I said it on Twitter. I do feel like there are a lot of men who don't really respect women who watch anime. More importantly, they try to gatekeep. Which is why I don't talk about anime as much because I don't know 
a lot of women who watch anime and the men that I've talked to about it have always been very weird. You know, I told you like, they're like, name every character ever existing in the mankind of the universe. Like some, some extra shit like that. Like, they'll just be like, you got to name every sidekick for every anime over the last 90 years, bro. All I said was I like Hunter Hunter. Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, kill my way into some dick. I actually like them. The storylines are really, really dope. So that was what inspired this week's uh, episode on hentai. So I have been asked from a lot of guys, don't get a lot of women, but to the women that do talk about it with me on Twitter, whenever I do, I genuinely appreciate you. But I've been asked, like, what are you watching? What are your favorites? So currently I'm watching a mixture of Inuasha, and My Hero Academia. Inuasha is so long. It is 50 million episodes. I am on like episode 90 right now. And I'm like, I'm tired. And I get it. It came out 02. I understand. But I am tired. So I was like, woo. If I hear Kigome say his name one more time, I was like, you know what? Let's take a break. I was put on to My Hero Academia by two coworkers. And they were like, well, we think you'll love it. And they were right. Love, love, love My Hero Academia. I love Inuasha as well, but I'm just like, woo, I need a break. I am tired of jewel shards. Like, <laughs> so that's a favorite. Um, Hunter Hunter is definitely in my top two, never number two. I fucking love Hunter Hunter. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Love it down. I know a lot of people are like, it's like super duper slow. It's not really catching me. I said the same thing when I was put on. And then he was like, my friend was like, no, 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 no. You got to get past episode 12 and the first arc. I promise you. And I'm like, okay. He was absolutely right. If you haven't seen it, if you heard about it and you're like, meh, couldn't, didn't really catch me. This is Kiki telling you JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is fucking phenomenal. I promise you. You will not be disappointed. I just need you to get past those first 10 to 11 episodes and you will see it for what it is. So JoJo's, Hunter Hunter, My Hero Academia, Full Metal Alchemist fucking Brotherhood. Listen, I killed that show in probably like a matter of like days. It was so good. I loved Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I still haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist. Uh the guys in my office and I feel like they want to use me because I'm you know the girl um have convinced me to get Crunchyroll I've always heard about Crunchyroll like I'm you know Funimation everything but it wasn't something I thought I would need until I've just started digging deeper into anime not off recommendation but honestly for my own as well so I'm thinking about getting Crunchyroll so I'll be able to watch everything I am not a sub girl don't at me I don't give a fuck I'm a dub girl because if you want to lose me Make me read subtitles. And I know subtitles are pivotal and they're important. However, I just, my brain won't compute and I'll get sleepy. So my coworker with his freak ass put me on. Let me not say with his freak ass because I don't know if that man's a freak. But I knew what he was doing when he put me on to Food Wars. Food Wars is literally like porn. Borderline hentai, which is what we will get into in a moment. 
but I've been watching Food Wars, Kotaro Lives Alone, which is like a drama anime because it's not all action. I'm actually a big fan of the drama animes. I liked Castlevania's anime-esque. Those are like some of my top contenders. Um, I'm about to get into Fruits Basket and uh, I'm a little afraid to watch Berserk because, you know, rape and pillage and, you know, strife. I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to be quick about this because I do want to get into hentai. Uh, I am holding out on Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. Those are going to be probably, they'll probably be done by the time I actually dig deep into them because one off of recommendation, it's like, it might ruin anime for you. I was like, no, if Berserk, if one of my coworkers explaining Berserk to me didn't ruin it, I was like, I highly doubt Cause like Castlevania was some graphic shit. I'm like, if it's graphic like that, I can deal. It's, it's porn. It was porn. We're, we're talking about hentai. We're going to get into this. So those are some of my top, top three. Absolutely. Uh, I would honestly have to say Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, Hunter, Hunter, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, love them down. So since we're talking about anime, hentai is actually considered a pornographic form of anime or manga because it doesn't have to necessarily be animated it can actually be uh like a comic book as well so I did a little bit of research didn't really find as much as I wanted to I did find some basic information that pertains to not only hentai but it's it kind of borders like anime as well because again hentai is a form of like pornographic anime so Hentai is a Japanese word that can be used to mean metamorphosis or abnormality. The oldest traces of hentai go literally back to the 16th century. And it was a form of Japanese erotic art called shunga. So these are me finding history facts, guys. I didn't know that hentai went back that far, but I feel like sex is such a sex is such a primal and instinctual thing that it's just always going to be on the radar throughout life and lifetimes and generations and millennia. Like we know the parts need pleasure and we know sometimes the parts match. So if they do, here we are. And which is why I was just mind blown. Like, I'm like not going back to the 16th century. That is insane. Um, but even with like 16th century, they've even found some forms, I believe it's like the Heian period, which was like 704 AD. And they found some like pornographic forms of like erotic art. So when it comes to hentai, there are two categories that work, that feature, that are typically featured. It's typically heterosexual and it's homosexual. So Heterosexual interactions are typically known as het in the hentai community. Homosexual interactions are considered yaoi. And I pray that I'm saying that right. And yaoi is for male pairings. Yuri is for lesbian pairings. Um, Now, when I was looking at like info and I was like, what is, because this is going to put, again, I am not into hentai. Anime, absolutely. Hentai, no, that's very new for me. So when I'm looking at research, I'm like, well, what is it? Like, I need the origin or how do we get here? This is some of the information that I've found by reading and doing some research. All right. So 
again, apologies. I live in New York. Again, I live in Brooklyn. You hear cars in the background? My apologies. I live in a city. So, like I said, when I was looking at my research, I saw that hentai should be noted that it's not just porn but or just sexually excited scenes, but rather than a story that revolves around sexual activities or what, how sexual activities are a major part of it. So again, just like there's anime and there's manga, there's levels to hentai as well. So I wish I could have found more information. I hate that I didn't, um, but I'm going to keep it quick. I'm going to keep it brief and I'm going to try to be as insightful as humanly possible. So there are shows for the ages when it comes to anime and apparently even these particular like age groups of shows they fall into hentai as well not necessarily like on some on the degree of like oh well you know this type of you know sexual hentai is shown in I'm I don't this is all for adults hentai is for individuals 18 and older no 12 year old needs to be I mean but we live in the times we live in 90% of 12 year olds are probably looking at it because they all have access like access to the internet and iPhones. Okay, so shows for the ages. These are, and they're, okay, let me just disclaimer. So as I was doing my research, I found there are certain topics or genres or subjects in hentai that cater to the sexualization of minors there are uh types of hentai that where the sexual activity in nature is done by somebody underage and that's not something i really want to discuss so this is for adults only with adults being in the actual you know i pray anyway again i'm not that familiar with hentai so there's chills for the ages they're shonen we've all heard of like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto is considered shonen, and shonen is manga made up for tweens and teen boys. Um, they're typically action adventures. Some of them are like comedy, but you know, just to give you an idea, like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, Hunter Hunter are definitely shonen. Uh, shoujo are manga for tween and teen girls. They are typically like drama and emotions and romance. Uh, one of the examples that it gave was Skip Beat. Again, I haven't watched any shoujo to my knowledge, but if you guys have any, I'm definitely putting me on. I'm, you know, for the people. Uh, the next one is Seinen. Seinen, sorry. Uh, and this manga is made for adult men over the age of 18. It typically has like violence. It has sexual situations. It's a little darker. So think Akira, which is also on my list to watch, and Berserk, which I just talked about. I was like, it's rape, pillage, and strife dark as fuck I don't think a teenager should be watching it because I was like I was looking at my co-worker read the manga and I'm just like yikes no that's okay and the next one is Jose and that is manga that has counterparts of uh seinen which is basically for adult women over the age of 18 and it's typically sexually explicit romance relationships and what threw me off when I read that? I'm like, okay, so seinen is like 
violence and sex and dark. And then Jose is like romance and relationships and sex. Like, is that all we are as men and women? We're the soft ones and men are like violence. And we're just like, fuck me. Hell no. Anyway, those are the four types of manga or anime or hentai that you would be subject to. Again, I don't think, I don't know. Please enlighten me. I am not a hentai fan. I don't know if there is shonen and shoujo hentai because that is geared towards teenage boys and teenage girls. I don't know. And again, I, I'm a certain, I'm certain there is because there are specific types of hentai that the main characters are underage and they are doing things sexual in nature. And again, won't be talking about those. So those are shows for the ages. So I found types of hentai. Y'all gonna have to bear with me. (laughs) I am not Japanese. So some of these I am going to pronounce to the best of my human capabilities. So the first one is Ahegao. And ahegao is a term for exaggerated facial expressions of anime girls during sex. Can we just say hentai girls? Because like trying to picture some of the anime girls, I just can't. But anime girls during sex. Usually the girl has her tongue out. Her eyes are rolled up to depict extreme enjoyment. Next is the bunny girl. Bunny girls are usually like... A part of like hentai as a, in a sexual costume, which is typically worn by like a prostitute or a character that's trying to like seduce the male characters or like a waitress, a bartender, or like, you know, characters, someone like a seductress in like a cigar lounge. And she's just trying to seduce the men into doing business with the company or with the, with the bar or with the lounge. So that's what a bunny girl is. A shikan, and I pray that I said that right, refers to public sexual harassment often performed in a crowded train in Japan. Uh, This doesn't necessarily mean that it's associated with hentai, but it actually is very popular in hentai porn. So I see schoolgirl uniform, grown up though, fingering her on the train, can't say anything because the train's crowded. That's my type of time actually. I mean, I wouldn't do that on like the subway or anything, but like that's definitely some some things I'd like to do in a public setting. I've done it before. It was fun. I think I squirted on the elevator floor, but it was fun. (laughs) The next one is going to be Elf. So anime elves are clearly different than any other normal magical elf that we are aware of. Uh, These are basically humanoid beings. They have pointy ears, magical powers. Uh, They typically give off like auras or like some type of light, even when they're horny. Okay. (laughs) So the next one is Futanari. And Futanari is short uh, Japanese term for hermaphrodite. So a futa is commonly known in the hentai genre um, and is typically a person that, you know, has both body parts you see it in some art you see it in some actual anime you'll see it in some manga but it's one of the more popular parts of hentai and it's futanari now this next one 
which I want to see this hentai because I feel like the storyline is lit and it's drama. It's called Netarare. And I pray that I'm saying that right. And it's a Japanese term to describe infidelity. So this is actually a subgenre of hentai. And it's usually around constrained or unwanted sexual advances. So I'm hoping it's not rapey. And I'm hoping it's like, my husband didn't want me. And I want my coworker. And we're going to have sense, like hentai sex. Like, I'm hoping that's the case. I don't know. Because I'm like, unwanted. I'm like, like, unwanted as in my spouse doesn't want me. Or unwanted, like, assault. Hopefully that's not it. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep going forward. This word. Woo! Y'all got to pray for me with these words. Lord, there's so much. Okay. Kimono Mimi. Kimono Mono, Mimi, yes, <laughs> which are characters from anime that possess animal characteristics such as like a fox, having a tail, having ears. That's my type of time too, because I really want a tail. Like I need a butt plug with a fox tail or a kitten tail. And I feel like this is something I need to tell daddy. So I'm going to have to text him after I finish recording and let him know that I would like a foxtail or some type of fluffy tail so he can pet me. Okay. <laughs> the next one's called Pazuri. Pazuri. Hope that's it. And it's a Japanese term for titty fucking. So apparently that is a really, really popular, it's not specific to hentai, but it's a really popular uh, John part. I can't say genre, but it's a part of like different certain type of hentai. So you see it a lot. Um, is it was made popular in Western culture, which is us, because North America, some freaks. It makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, another one, which is probably one of the most popular, and every time I've heard of someone mentioning hentai, they instantly, without being educated, obviously, instantly go to this like tentacles so tentacle porn whenever someone says oh i watch hentai the first thing people will say like oh you watch tentacle porn you like to watch somebody get fucked by tentacles now knowing during research that it's not just all animal parts but tentacle erotica or tentacle fuck is very common in the japanese adult industry and it goes back apparently centuries like the 18th century but it's popularized because they figured out a way, and you guys know in Japan, you hardly ever see genitals. So they figured out a way to bypass censorship that's happening in Japan by using tentacles. So a woman is able to fuck a tentacle or a man is able to fuck or suck a tentacle. The last one I tapped into is going to be vanilla. So I'm like, is this just like animated porn? Because, you know, I'm kind of with the shits, but I don't know. <laughs> so there's a vanilla portion of or type of hentai. And we all know hentai is full of like kinks and quirks and shout out to quirks. Shout out to my hero Octavia. Um is full of things that might not necessarily be that vanilla, but there's actually a part of the hentai where it's just conventional vanilla sex. Just having fun, romantic couples doing romantic things. 
And there actually are vanilla hentai fans. I don't know what type of hentai I would be into. You guys have heard me for 95 episodes now. If you think I'm into it, give me like a genre, a subgenre in the genre. Give me an idea of what I would be into. Send me links. DM me. I'm curious as hell because I don't know if I'm into hentai, to be honest, but heavily into anime. So... So my recommendations for getting started is kind of like me with anime. Uh, I would definitely say ask. You never know until you ask. And a great place to get started with asking would obviously be social media. Start on Twitter. Like hashtag anime. Start on, you know, Instagram. Start at work. Uh, I've noticed men who have no sexual interest in you because they're genuinely your platonic friend and they are also in relationships and married. They don't give a fuck and they're not trying to gatekeep or, you know, gatekeep their way into some pussy. They'll tell you. I, uh, like I threw out there one day and was like, hey guys, you have any new anime, you know? suggestions or recommendations and it poured and the thing about it was it wasn't just me and like as a woman it was other women coming to me in the office and was like oh girl I like da 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 x y and z I'm like ooh yes yes and like literally anything they give me I find it on Hulu I find it on HBO Max or Netflix again I got I know I need to get Crunchyroll don't judge me um and I'm just adding them to my list. So I'm probably about, and these are anime I had no idea about, like deep cuts. So I'm pretty sure I have about 30 shows to watch. And I've watched probably about 12. So I have those shows remaining, like what, 18 shows that I'll have to dig into. So I'll be watching anime a lot this year. And of course, anything new that comes out, I'll be on it as well. So... My recommendation is always ask because you never know where it'll take you and you never know who's into it. And again, next one, my last recommendation for getting started in watching uh, hentai is aside from social media, because again, you don't know who's interested. I would say because you're not talking about anime in the workplace, you're talking about hentai and that's in a sexual nature, no EEO. Keep that conversation very low. Maybe talk about it on lunch or outside of the building or in a safe space. But watch. I'm going to take my own advice and I'm going to actually look into the hentai hentai, uh, category on someone's website soon. And just get a feel for if anything out there arouses or gets a rise out of me. So ask 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 do your own research look at top 10 top 15 uh anime or and give it a go just to see if it's something you're into give the ones that i mentioned a try i will not lead you astray because i was not led astray it's actually really really phenomenal um but yeah ask watch do your own research and get a feel for what type of anime works for you? I'm definitely more of a shonen girl. I do like the action. I like the gore. I like the darkness. 
uh, that's just my vibe. So those would be my recommendations for you. Um, I'm hoping maybe later in life I can revisit or later down the road, I can revisit hentai in a different nature. Um, that's the goal because I am not a hentai person. So it would be lovely to talk to someone who is actively, you know, into hentai and it's their thing and they can, you know, school me on some things for you all. So you all can listen and learn some things too, because it's not a subject I'm highly educated in, but I try to give as much info as I humanly can. So that is going to bring this episode to a close. Quick episode, harmless, painless. It was fun. I gave you as much basic info as I could. The purpose of hentai, where it came from, how it originated, going back to, you know, AD times. So (laughs) here we are. This has been a great episode. I apologize, guys. My dog looked at me like, girl, what? My apologies. But yes, uh, this is going to bring the episode to a close. Thank you guys for always listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Kings with Kiki Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter where all the fun things and my face is actually shown. You can follow me on Kinks at Kinks with Kiki. Uh, email me if you have any questions, concerns, comments. Uh, you can email me at kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Before I go, I wanted to shout out, there's a follower, and I don't know if you want me to put him on the spot like that or not, but Dr. Charles sent me a, a Dropbox, like a copy, of a digital copy of his erotic stories, and I'm still reading them. I promise you, I am reading them. I'm actually looking for someone to read them on the show because, you know, neurotophilia is a thing for a lot of us out there. But it's called A Taste of Lust. And I think I'm in like the fifth story. And I'm just like, woo, because I am visual. So the detail that he has with his stories, I can literally picture it and see myself there. And I'm over here like, red emoji with tongue out like okay (laughs) but uh definitely you have to check him out um I'm gonna shout him out let me just find his IG forgive the ice cream truck in the background but yes his name is on IG you can find him at black jack and jack is spelled j-a-k one two zero four so blackjack 1204 and he is the author of the book that he sent me guys it is phenomenal thus far i'm looking for somebody that's going to be able to read it in a sexy voice because i don't have that he said i do i don't think i do i'm not doing that i'm too goofy but (laughs) but yes he the book is phenomenal it is so graphic and if you love neurotophilia like i do Trust me, you're going to be very, 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 very appreciative that I gave you this recommendation. So guys, again, thank you for listening. Episode 95. This has been great. I will speak with you guys again in about two weeks. I think I'm back this time, you know, off hiatus. So as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, peace.